With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. It's Beth from Texas. If you can hear my voice, it must be Tuesday. And it must be about, well, getting close to 7 o'clock here in Texas. And this must be the Chelsea in America podcast. Yeah, we're doing it on a different day at a slightly different time. We're trying to accommodate people. Everybody's got such a busy schedule um, that it makes it hard, but we're trying to do the best. We were going to do it tomorrow, but I can't make it tomorrow, and neither can a lot of other people. So before we get going, it hasn't been a spectacular week, but we're going we're gonna to grind on through it um, and talk about the good and the bad and maybe even the ugly and maybe the pretty, too, because um, there is some silver lining to this dark cloud. Um, but without further ado, we want to thank our sponsors first and foremost. We want to thank CFC UK USA. I have to tell you, I do not understand why all of these people want to read all of this trash commentary online when they can read the real story from real supporters that go to Stafford Bridge. And if you want to find that kind of commentary, if you want to find Chelsea-based, unbiased um, factual, funny, accurate reporting of what's going on at Chelsea, then you need to be reading CFC UK USA, brought to you by our very own Dan Lundberg. It is the best fanzine in the world. And I, you know, everybody always, always asks me, Beth, why don't you listen to this podcast or why don't you listen to that? And it's like, I'll listen to the Chelsea fancast sometimes or Chelsea oriented ones, but I'm not going to read a stupid bleacher, a stupid bleach report or crap like that. Not when I have my fancy. Why? Because I'm a Chelsea supporter. happening this week and we're going to talk about it later um, as far as what's going on with One World Sports and an opportunity for all of you to watch it. We also want to thank 8x8 Magazine, your magazine for the beautiful game. The magazine that was built for people that watch the beautiful game today. It's not your dad's 442, that's for sure. And we also want to thank the English Pork Pie Company. My God, it's actually gotten out of the 90s and down into the 60s in the evening here in Texas. I'm getting closer and closer to pie weather, and I just cannot wait. Cannot wait for pie weather. So um, we also want to thank the lovely CPO, Chelsea Kitchoners. We talked about it last week. I'm going to talk about it again this week. 
and why you should be sending in your $10 to get in the raffle for a Chelsea CPO share. Um, and last but not least, we want to thank the CST, the Chelsea Supporters Trust. If you are not a member, you should be. If you're not a member, you've got to ask yourself, what are you doing? So with that, I've thanked all of our sponsors. So I'm going to turn it over to Miss to that famous guy over there in Phoenix to kind of put his two cents in. So Dan, how you doing, buddy? Well, you got my uh, my head can barely fit in this room now with my little uh, famous your little famous intro there for me now. So, uh, but uh, no, I'm doing doing well. Uh, it's not quite pie season in Phoenix yet, so we need to wait for the triple digits to go away. <laughs> <laughs> until I can call it pie season here, but uh, just trying to hang in there after the rough uh, past couple, what has it been, four days? So. And we had a great time on Saturday, though, so I want to go over that because we had a massive meetup before work. Yeah. was epic! Yeah, so how did that go? So what, what chapters did you have, and uh, and what were the numbers like? So we had... We had guys come up from the Bayou City Blues, from the Waco Waco Blues. We also had a lot of people come in from Dallas and North Carolina. So great. We Jake Jake showed up. I haven't seen Jake in ages. Um, you know, BJ was there, Driver was there, Brian Jones was there, I haven't seen him in ages. It was just so much fun. And about 20 or 30, you know, of the Toon Army. Oh, very cool. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty cool that they have that large of a group in. all game long. It was so much fun. No anger, no ickiness, just just fun banter back and forth, you know? That's, that's really cool. I and mean, that's what it's all about, really, when it comes to the pubs and, you know, they're most, I think, I'd say the majority of CIA pubs share a pub with other, with other chapters supporting other teams and, you know, that's kind of... But I've never heard of one having the two. No, I that, that's why I was kind of shocked when you said that, especially such a large, a large supporters group for them. So, so if you go on to the North Texas Blues page, you can see the photos from uh, just us and also us and them. So it's not quite everybody. Some people had to to leave early. Um, Miss Ready Driver showed up. Um, Adam Driver's new baby. It was just, we just had a brilliant, brilliant time. It was so much fun. It was just such, such a laugh. And it was so good to see everybody. And it really did have that feeling of the summer tour with everybody just going, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. And, and doing, you know, things like that. I mean, um, uh, just it, everybody showed up. Leslie showed up in her blue wig and, Oh my God! It was just—it was just a gas. So we got there. We got there. I got to the pub probably about ten fifteen, ten thirty, just to get all set up. 
We sold fanzines just like we do on a match day. We had a raffle. We were selling CIA merchandise. Um, it was it was great. It was just great. New people that we had never seen or you know met before that were coming to the pub for the first time. They were just so thrilled with it. Oh, and one lone New York blue. <laughs> so we had um, Mike from New York was in town. So he found out what we were doing, and driver picked him up and drove him. And we got, I got back to the pub about 5.30 and left the pub a little after midnight. That sounds like a pretty good day to me. It was a great day. We ate, drank, laughed, told stories. We just had a great old time. And it was such a great, it was such a great event. So many people had never been to Chimera. And, you know, the, just rave, rave, rave about our pub, the service, the beer, the food, um, everybody just seemed to love it. So, and then, and then actually, um, the Bayou City Blues and I got up early, well not early, but before they left out on Sunday, we all went out next to breakfast, so it was just, a good time was had by all. That sounds like excellent, I mean, what I always wondered is, uh, for your pub, is it in a public location, like, do people walking down the street kind of like pop their head in and see what's going on or is it not oh, yeah. really in that yeah. kind of so it's everybody can kind of get to it yeah 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 it's really easy it's really easy to get to it sits right on the corner of magnolia and college in little fort worth texas <laughs> so um no and i you know i was back at the pub today of course and I was talking to the owner, owner Carlo, and he was so excited. He says, oh, my gosh, he said, that, that was the best day at the pub we've ever had. Just for all of the excitement, the happy people that were there. You know, like I said, no aggro, no, no, no issues, no problems. And, I mean, I think it says a lot about both us and the Toon Army that at the end we took a picture together, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, I think that's what it, I, I just love seeing that kind of stuff, especially here in the U.S. because you've got a lot of people who are, you know, for, you know, might be friends with, you know, might play on a local soccer team and your best friends might be a Manchester United fan and an Arsenal fan and a Newcastle fan. You know, I mean, people have these relationships that are more than just their team, you know, so it's cool when you can get a group together and just kind of, kind of share that love. I mean, we all love the same sport. So, you know, to get together and just have a little friendly banter with it and stuff, that's that's cool to see. 
No, it was really, really fun. And, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of those guys. like they're it's pretty immature really but uh that's how they that's how they view a lot of the the chelsea fans that come to watch so whatever yeah whatever but we just had it was it was so much fun i mean adam driver came in kilt and horn hat so he was just ready to go it was fun bj was there it, it was so great, and then a lot of a couple of the guys stayed after watched rugby, the England Wales match. So um, it was it was a full day at the pub, and the reviews have been absolutely sterling about how how much fun everybody had. And it was really an opportunity for a lot of our newer guys to be able to actually really sing and and learn the songs and, and that kind of stuff. So that was, it was just a lot of fun. It was just a great time. And it was so lovely to see so many people, you know, at the pub. They were really busy. Service was still wonderful, um, despite a couple of people dropping beers and things like that. But it was great. It was just great. I mean, don't get me wrong. We didn't sit at the same table during the, with the Toon Army during the game, but... You know, they had their part of the pub. We had ours. And, you know, I think everybody that went is really excited for the next fixture, you know, against the two, because we're going to go to their pub up in Dallas. Okay. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah. You know, and it's not any of these, you know, really goofy kind of, you know, know-it-all plasticky. I hate to say plastic, but know-it-all mouthy you know, gets that a lot of the a lot of the bigger teams, bigger clubs have in their groups. So it was a really good match. They were really surprised. They were happily surprised. They said, you know, actually what they said to us is that they've been trying to do this uh, throughout the season because, you know, that's just what they're all about. And they've done it, tried to do it with Arsenal and every team that they play with and they just have not It's just been feeling disappointed and let down because we know that there's that the potential is there. Yeah. 
And it's just like, this is not the same team from four months ago or five months ago. But it is the same team. In some regards, yes. Because, I mean, I know what you're saying because we ha- we were struggling, but we were able to, to get the results. And now we can't seem to get those results even when we are struggling. And... Well, you know, I mean, I said it today, and I said it, I said it on Saturday as well. You know, if we didn't, and I said it a couple of times this season already. You know, if we didn't have bad luck, we'd have no luck at all. True. Because we just, we just don't have any. We just, we can't. You know, if I mean today, you know, I mean that ball crossed to end that hit that that crossbar. You know, I mean millimeters, you know, lower, it would have gone in. But if that's just the kind of friggin' luck we've got right now. Yeah. You know, Jose said in his press conference, one, you know, we make one stupid mistake and we're punished, you know, with the ultimate punishment of a goal going in. Um, I mean, I have some other things I think about that. But honestly, we looked, we just looked tired on Saturday. We looked disinterested in the first half. And... A lot of it was, again, in the midfield. The midfield just looked weak. And it's almost like the midfield is not clicking. Neither Maddich nor Fabregas seems to be able to get out of their own way. No, and I think I think when it comes to those two, that those two positions and the way they work together is almost like one position. If one right. of them isn't, isn't clicking, it throws the other one out of whack. And if... You know, and vice versa. Whichever one, they both need to be on their game, and it's kind of hard to necessarily really pinpoint who is struggling the most. I mean, I, I'd have to go. Fabregas isn't playing the way he used to be, and he's been pretty much found out. And most teams have just been putting two guys on Fabregas, and he can't create that space to get those passes off like he was before. And everything just kind of feeds off of each other. It's kind of like the cliche, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And we've got, we don't have a bunch of broken links. We've just got a bunch of weak links all over the place, and it just kind of, just a chain reaction that just kind of... And Fabregas looks like a half a step slower this season. I think... I, I think, don't know why, but he just does. To I, me, he does. I could be wrong, but I think he looks slower this season. I mean, I think you could say that about a lot of the players. There just seems to be that lack of effort and desire. And, you know, I, I also think it's also very... You know, people say... What is Mourinho doing? He should he should drop Fabregas, you know, because he's not playing well, or drop Ivanovic because he's not playing well. And while I do agree with that statement somewhat, I think it's hard because some players, when they're playing like that, they just need to play, and they'll sort it out. And some just need to sit. And you know, I mean, I think if if I were to be 
Fabregas right now, and this is how I was playing, in the back of his mind, he might be like, man, I wish he would just kind of like give me a rest. And then you're in the starting lineup and you know that there's this pressure on you. It can just have a snowball effect and your performances just keep getting worse and worse because you feel like there's this monkey on your back and you've got to just have some amazing performance to kind of get everybody off your back. And, and that's difficult. I, I think... I think he can be putting a lot of the players might be putting a lot of pressure on themselves now because they kind of see the ship going the wrong way and they're kind of like, well, shit, I really need to step my game up. And, you know, for some of them, it might be, they might almost be psyching themselves out of it. I don't know. That's just one of my, that's just kind of my theory is what can happen just based on my experiences in the past playing, playing sports. Sometimes you can almost put too much pressure on yourself and it's not necessarily from outside sources. Yeah. I think everybody is trying to set. They're they're so. They're not enjoying playing. Let's just and no and who can when you're losing? Okay, when you're a team like Chelsea, and so the natural things to do aren't happening. They're they're second guessing and third guessing themselves, and it's and it's sad. Sad to see because I have belief in those boys, and I know that they can. You know, you know they're so worried they're going to make a mistake and get punished that they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. the couple results before leading up to the last two including today you know I kind of thought maybe we were starting to shake it off not that you know I still saw problems and I still saw things that needed to be worked on don't think I didn't think that you know everything was going to be great and we were going to finish the season without losing or anything but I kind of saw some of those kinks getting worked out and it just seems to pass too it's just kind of right back to where we started <laughs> and oh, in I some cases, say, even I, worse. I would, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, playing at St. James's Park has always been a bogey. It's always been a bogey place. It's a tough place to play. Okay, that's number one. I saw at least we got a couple of fifty-fifties. We got more fifty-fifties today than we've gotten all season long. You know, the passing is getting. Better by some, not so great by others. Um, and I think it's just those small things that just end up being large. And the, and I'm going to say this. I'm just going to get it off my chest. Y'all scream at me, yell at me, or whatever. But I've noticed, and I noticed today for the first time, when we go in for set pieces, because that's what we're getting scored on a lot, is on set pieces. Okay. None of the defenders are talking to each other. And that never happened when JT was captain. JT was always sitting there, always. I mean, every time you'd see them get ready to do a set piece, you'd see JT going, hey, do this, do that. They're not talking to each other on the pitch. Have you noticed that? Yeah, no, I definitely have noticed that. And I think, you know, I, I think we just don't have any of those players on the team right now that are that vocal of of players you know you think you think last year 
JT played pretty much. Well, he played every game, every Premier League game, every single minute. So every set piece, he was there telling everybody where to line up, telling everybody where to go. You know, now we have Ivanovic. Who doesn't say a thing? Yeah, he doesn't say a thing. Cahill is <laughs> quieter than Ivanovic. Zuma's still young. He's not going to be back there bossing around the defense. And Aspelquait is the same. He's quiet. You know, I mean, who's going to set it all up? I mean, Begovic isn't really. He doesn't do that. Uh, you don't hear Courtois doing it. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to be all about. Oh, we should have never got rid of Czech. I mean, that stuff happens. Whatever. But when if JT wasn't in and Czech were in, Czech was the one setting everything up. But we don't have a goalkeeper that does that, and we don't have a back four that that's going to do that. It's just kind of. Okay, think in your mind, where are we supposed to go based on what we did in training? And they go there and, you know, whatever. There, there, there's zero communication. And someone either needs to, to step up and take over that role if JT's not in. Because as much as I hate to say it, it doesn't seem like JT's going to be playing that many matches this year. I mean, he'll get his games. I don't think it's not that he's not going to play. But at the rate, I'd say it's going to be 50-50 if JT's going to be in. And we can't just rely on on instinct all the time you you know somebody's got to step up and be a leader back there and I think there's an opportunity for someone like Cahill who has the experience who's won a Champions League to step up and you know take over that leadership role I don't care if you have an armband on or not wearing an armband doesn't mean that you're the one who has to speak right I mean you know even the announcer said it you know what's wrong with Chelsea's back four and it's like Cahill's looking for JT, Zuma's looking for JT, Bran is looking for JT, and JT's not there. Yeah. And maybe that's what Jose's trying to get through to them. But it's painful watching because they're, nobody's stepping up. Nobody's stepping up and going, yo, where are you? Get over here. You know, or do this, or do that. They're not talking to each other. No. And, I mean... I like I, like you said, that's a major, major part of the problem. You need somebody. And, you know, I think, I mean, Begovic doesn't have much experience. I mean, especially when you're brand new to a team. I mean, it's I think it's a difficult thing to kind of stick your neck out there. But someone needs to do it. And I don't know who it is, but something needs to be figured out and something I needs to be right said. now, no matter who does it, they're going to follow it. They don't, you know, they're just kind of going, you know, give me some direction here. Yeah. And especially the younger, the younger kids. You know, though Kennedy seems to be getting stuck in. Yeah. But he's not going to, he's not going to talk. No. You know what I mean? No, exactly. And I think, you know, I think honestly one player who would, would be Diego Costa. But unfortunately, he can't speak a word of freaking English, or hardly any. You know, and I don't know, I, I'm not all about having an, an English captain. I don't think that matters too, too much, but... You gotta have one that speaks...
self-confidence. Yeah. And no. I think that's right now what Cahill, Zuma, and Branna lack. They have no self-confidence. No. So, there you have and- it. You know, I think that's that's also kind of been the one thing one thing that's kind of stuck out to me too is that Mourinho's known as being such a great man manager and, and you know, if there's somebody a manager who would be able to give the player the confidence to be able to do that, I think it'd be Mourinho. You know, but there's just I, he's lost his confidence. I agree. And you know, I mean you think what's been one thing that Mourinho's done in the past if a player's playing well he plays that player who's playing well. He doesn't. You could have <laughs> Champions Leagues under your belt, World Cups, whatever, FA Cups, and if you have a poor game and the person who came in for you played well, the next game that person who played well usually would play for him. And now it's kind of seemed like the opposite. He's just kind of been sticking with who he feels like putting in based on reputation or seniority or. Whatever, and, and I'm not saying we just throw all the youth players in because they have one good game against Walsall and, and they deserve to play. I'm not saying that, but you know, I think there comes a point where he needs to, you he know, needs to say, "Sess, you're not playing well." Yeah. Him off the pitch. I mean, I don't know what he's proven to Mourinho that he deserves to stay on, but I mean, Jose comes out in his press conference and says, "There's no such thing as a, you know." Whatever, whatever word it is, um, and yet, you know, there's the lineup, and you go, well, there's Branna and there's Sess, you know, and and right now, Branna is not playing well. He's not passing well. He's not trying to back well enough. Today, you know, granted he did better today, but it's not a sterling performance. Who Ivanovich? Yeah. I mean, he had his moments. I mean, I st- <laughs> he still got beat quite a few times by that Barahimi guy. Yep. But, you know, it's been frustrating. And I think, I think one thing that was great to see, at least on Saturday, was how Ramirez came on and William came on and they were able to, to make an impact. And, you know, I don't know if that was the changes that, that were needed because I think they came on, you know, around the 60th minute, and we did, really didn't start to kick it in gear until maybe the 75th minute or so. But uh, you know, maybe it's just small. I'm not. Be able to just inspire somebody, inspire two or three people, or. or you know, sometimes all you need is one game to sit out where you think, well, shit, Ramirez isn't better than me. Well, like, he shouldn't be in. Like, you know, just saying Fabregas in my mind, like, on paper, Fabregas is miles better than Ramirez. But if he starts putting Ramirez in over him, Fabregas might be like, well, shit, I need to get my myself together here because, right. you know, something. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like today, Brandon's header. If you look at it in slow motion... Turned his head to point it, you know, in the opposite direction. He should have. It's like he didn't know where the goal was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He didn't just knock it straight ahead. If he'd have knocked it in straight ahead, he'd have gone in the fucking goal. Instead, you know, tilts his head, turns his head, and and it misses by a country mile. 
Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's just silly little things like that. Yeah. And it's not. I mean, we had the map. We had more possession. We were, you know, today we had we had a majority of the possession. Um, but we're also afraid in front of goal. Nobody's taking the shot. How many times did you shoot? What yell shoot? Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I just. I wish I could just hug them all and just go, I believe in you. I wish you believed in yourself. Yeah. And I think Jose feels the same way that he's picked the wrong players and he's kind of befuddled himself. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, winning is an attitude, but if, when you lose, it's hard to keep that attitude. I mean, do I think there's improvements um, that I saw on Saturday? Yeah, today. Yeah, I mean, we won a majority of the 50-50s today. That's a huge improvement. You know, if we would have gotten the rub of the green, if we would have talked to each other, I mean, don't get me wrong, that Micon uh, goal was brilliant. Um, and I don't think anybody could have saved it. Um, but unless, you know, we had, like if, if Ashley Cole was standing there at the post, which he used to always do, there was nobody on the post. You know, on that far that far post. Yeah. So you know, how does Diego miss? How does Diego miss the center that close? Because the only kind of luck we got is that luck. You know, that <laughs> was a blatant handball in the box at the very end of the match. I don't know if you got to see that. Yeah, I, I did. I did see that. It was blatant. We didn't get the call for that. And my question is, you wait for if you're going to put if you're going to put linesmen behind the goal line. You know, why the hell didn't he call it? There's no way he could have not seen it. Yeah. No, but, you know, I mean, at least we didn't get beat by the margin that Man City got beat today, last week. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, you know, I think I think it's just one of those things when, when luck's and on I your side, everything. And here's the best one. Sunday, I left my phone in my shopping cart at the grocery store. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it was there when I realized it went back. But, yeah. I mean, you, you know, and then this morning I wake up, my damn, or Monday morning I woke up, and the damn water heater is broken. I'm going to blame your bad luck while you can blame the moon. I'm going to just put it all on your shoulders, okay? Well, well it's definitely the <laughs> it's one of those special moons with the eclipse and everything else like that. I'm just going, okay, just make it go away now. Yeah. So nothing major happened today. I didn't get in a car crash. I, you know, didn't stub my toe. You know, so maybe it's maybe it's over. Let's hope so. I hope. So. Get really pretty tired of it. Yeah. Things, you know. 
things, things went really well at work today. Um, you know, some promising stuff happened, so I'm hoping that it's turned the tide. I mean, am I, have I given up on my boys? No, no, I haven't given up on my boys. No. Ever. Believe me, we've played a lot worse. <laughs> no, that's definitely, definitely true. So, I think what we all need to do is just light a candle, say a mitzvah, whatever you do, chop off the head of a chicken, you know, for Jose, and just, and just, you know, send him all of your positive, loving, confident, you know, I, I think that's what we all need to do, because they all know, we know, that they're not playing well, and that's got to be a shitload of pressure. Oh, yeah, I'm, sh I'm sure it is, I mean. I mean, Hazard came on, that was probably the best bit of football that Hazard played. Yeah, he's looked, he looked really good. Especially, I mean, I was pretty impressed that little run he had in the box where 95% yeah. of players would have gone right down. And although he missed the shot, it was just kind of nice to see him. He wasn't, he wasn't looking for something to be given to him, you know. He was, he kind of had just, he got the ball and he's like, I'm going to take this ball and I'm going to try and score. Not, I'm going to look and, you know, hope something goes our way. Right. You know, and I, I think... I think that was good to see him. I, I thought Costa actually today played really well. I was, especially considering I felt majority of the match, he was kind of left up there on his own. You yeah. know, he didn't have much support. He was kind of, he got the ball and he was doing a really good job holding the ball up. And, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> no one was really making a run off of him as he was holding the ball. I think. about Drogba, I mean, he would get the ball and, you know, we'd have Joe Cole or Damian Duff or somebody, they would be making a run in behind or out wide where he can play them right away. And, and that, and I think that comes down to the, the confidence in themselves is that they're just kind of one step behind where, where they should be because they might be thinking too much about, about whatever they're doing. And they're not and, trusting their instincts. No. And they're, they're kind of, they, they're just thinking, and they're, like you said, they're just not trusting their instincts. They need to just be reacting to what's happening instead of thinking about what to do. And, you know, I think today with the way Costa was holding the ball, if we just had somebody making a couple more runs in behind, he would have been able to, to play him in. I remember a couple times he tried to, he got the ball just outside the 18 towards the ending. Two times he almost played in Ramirez, who was making a run like that. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately the defender cut the ball out, but. Just to have those players making those runs, we've been missing that in, in league play. Because I think that's that's really like the whole point of having a lone striker is that when they get the ball, they have someone to give it to who's making that run. And you know, I, I think it's all gonna come together. You know, I'm not down and out. You know, it's obviously frustrating, especially 
you know, you you have more experience than me, but I mean, you've seen Chelsea in worse times than I have. But you know, I know that it's there could be worse. You know, it's just I think it's just hard for me and for many people to see almost just like a one eighty turn in play and in performance than what we've kind of been used to seeing. And I, I think that's the the frustrating part. It's one thing when you kind of are on a slow decline and you kind of see it coming as compared to when it kind of hits you abruptly. And, you know, you did mention, I mean, we didn't play very well at the end of last year, but, you know, this summer everybody was on a high, you know, from winning the league and, and everything. So I think that's that's what makes it difficult for us as fans is kind of, you know, seeing that, that quick transition when usually we wouldn't expect it to happen so so quickly. Well, like I said, sometimes you just don't get the rub of the green, as they say. And we're definitely not getting the rub of the green. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I know for sure is that luck changes. And you'll you'll have luck and you'll get things, you know, that you just can't even imagine that you would ever get in a million years. And we're just, you know, it's, it's all got to even out over time. And it will. It will. Wait and see. Yeah. <clears throat> but I am seeing improvement over the first couple of games. Um, you know, like I said, we're actually getting 50-50s. You know, we're winning some 50-50s. We weren't the first three, four matches. We were losing every single one. People weren't even getting going in. And guys are starting to go in for 50-50s. So that's, that's positive for me. My question for you would be what do you think what do you think the team's main focus should be at this point? Should it just be winning every game we can, focusing on specific uh you know um specific games like Premier League or Champions League or FA Cup or just kind of take it as it comes kind of I mean it's still early days. I mean it's only September. Is it still kind of a take-it-as-it-comes kind of thing? I think the most important thing that we do is to um, realign ourselves in our confidence levels, in our belief in ourselves, in our belief in each other. Yeah. You know, I don't think they have self-belief, and I don't think they believe in each other right now, so um, that's a problem. Yeah. Um. And talk to each other, especially in the box. Especially in the box. Mm -hmm. You know, it is a very fine line. You know, I mean, we didn't end up like, you know, whoever it was that played Bayern and lost 5-0. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not that. Yeah. You know, lost by, we drew this weekend, and we lost by one goal away in the Champions League. That's yeah. not the end of the world. No. Okay, we got punished on two mistakes, and, and there you have it. We didn't get a handball in the box, and 
you know, Diego got should have should have scored twice, really, in my opinion. He really should have scored twice. That was a beautiful, you know, ball he sent in for that one that hit the crossbar. And how the hell he missed one from that close, I have no idea. So that's two that Diego's owed. You know, that's kind of how I always look at it. Yeah. But you're not going to score. And we've discussed that before. We are at least at Let's hope so. so. There you have. So, I have a I have a question for you uh, and for listeners that they can maybe uh, comment on on Facebook or Twitter later on. But uh, if you could score, if you could go back in time and put yourself on the pitch for Chelsea and score one goal that Chelsea scored in the past and be that goal scorer of that goal. What goal would it be other than Drogba's penalty in the Champions League? I would be Wayne Bridge. You want to be Wayne Bridge? Yep, and I'll tell you why. Because that was a time at Chelsea that we went into we went to go play Arsenal away at the Emirates in the Champions League. We hadn't beaten Arsenal in in so long, okay, and. It was such a great. It was such a great goal to begin with, and it was at a time when our belief was low, um, our spirit was high, but our belief. You know, we never dreamed we would go. I mean, that sent us in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. We need that kind of goal. Yeah. That kind of goal against, you know, whom, whomever it is that just puts the belief back in the team. Does that make sense? No, I, I agree. It was kind of like a. At that point, it was, for Chelsea fans, it was kind of: Is this real? Are we really, kind of becoming this team that we are now? Yeah. And I think that was what, it, and it, that was the, and that was during their Invincibles year, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of makes it all the more sweeter. I think that was the only game that they lost that whole season. Exactly. That's what we need. We need a moment like that. And you get moments like that. Maybe you win six nil and every every you know, you have six tries on target and you get six goals. You know, we need something like that where you know, or that goal that, that draw scored that didn't it looked like a cross and ended up in the net. Because I think that in those dying minutes, people 
you know, we went from going, oh shit, another loss, to going, holy shit, we could draw this. Holy shit, we could win this. Yeah. And if we would have put it away, it would have been that moment we came that close to it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, totally. I I'm, I agree with that. I just, just would have been... Wayne Bridges' goal was something that nobody ever believed. You know, um, we need that Barcelona, we need JT to put that goal in against Barcelona in the Champions League that everybody just went, holy oh, shit, Barcelona. Yeah. You know, that's what we need. That's really, really what we need. And we can do that with a performance, we can do it with an individual, you know, performance. Uh huh. No, because I, that takes you to a different level. That makes you believe again. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think we have. I think we'll have something like that this year. Just a, a moment that is like the turning point in the season. You know, I don't think it'll necessarily be a game. I, I honestly feel like it'll be a moment that'll kind of be the the turning point that that we'll see. And. Let's, like you said, let's hope it comes sooner, sooner rather than later. But I know, for me, a goal that I would want to score—I mean, just for to have a picture of myself scoring it—would be Peter Osgood's goal in in 1970 against Leeds. But uh, exactly, and that was one of those goals. It's like, oh, holy shit! Yeah, it's those holy shit goals. Not, I mean. You know, Zola scored some great goals. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, scored some great goals. But it's those holy shit goals that we need one now. Wayne Bridges' goal. Um, Peter Osgood's goal. That goal that, that just catapults us up from being having that doubt in our hearts to being, we, can, we, we got this. Yeah. We got this. You know what I mean? Yep. And I know for me, at least the goal that I, I experienced, I would love to score that goal that, that Drogba scored in the, I think it was the 07 FA Cup final against United, uh-huh. where he had that little 1-2 with Lampard over the top and just put it into the side net. I don't know. There's just something about that goal. It's a big goal in a big game, but it's not not the flashiest goal or anything. But there's just something so simple that makes that goal really special to me. And I just love – I know that that was the first ever Chelsea Cup final match I ever watched too. And I think that's that's kind of part of it. So I know that that would be my my real goal I would want to score that I've experienced live. But uh, I mean when, when um, uh, Jasper Gronk here scored that goal – you know, against Liverpool in 2003, um, you know, that was one of those, oh, holy shit moments. And it was from a player who never scored. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it. it's just, you know, it was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it, it you know, it's just, it's just one of those moments that, that you need, that the team needs, that the supporters need to just go, yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. somebody to score a hat trick, somebody to, to do just something un, unbelievable is kind of the word, you know, we yeah. need something unbelievable. 
I think at this moment. And I think then that will start to build the confidence that we need to go forward. Well, let's so. hope let's hope we have it soon. I hope so. So you had some you mentioned earlier that you had some news something that was happening this week? Yes. I want to make sure that all of our listeners are tuned in to our Facebook page, to their email, and to Twitter, okay? For some big news that will be coming from One World Sports. They're going to be doing, and Dan, you know what? You're probably like the perfect person to ask this question for. So because this is going out, you know, and it probably won't go out until tomorrow, and then it's the next day, starting October 1st, One World Sports is going to have a month-long Softober festival. So many of us can don't have One World Sports. We can't watch Chelsea TV. So part of the Softober Festival is on October 10th and 11th. One World Sports is going to be streaming live on their website, their programming for two full days. That'd be cool. So you'll get a little <laughs> bit of Bayern Munich, you'll get some Cosmo stuff, you'll get some Chelsea stuff, you'll get some Gunner stuff. You know, but at least you'll you'll get a taste for why I love this channel so much, because it feels raw, it feels local, it feels like it's our channel. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a I'll... channel for supporters. It's not. It's not a big money channel. Okay. So you've got that to look forward to. But they're also running a contest. They're actually running. and money and more to go and see Bayern Munich play. Now, Dan, I know you're Chelsea through and through, but if you won that, would you enter a contest to win a round trip ticket to Munich? Yeah, I'd go to Munich. <laughs> <laughs> and then figure out a way to get to Chelsea. Yeah, that's, I was going to say what I'd probably, I'd probably sell the ticket they give me and then hop on a plane <laughs> to London. But no, I think that that's really cool and I know I mean, I know if if I'm not watching the Premier League, I'm watching the Bundesliga. I, I really enjoy watching it. And I think for anybody who's just a fan of the sport in general, I mean, a trip to Munich would be would be pretty cool cool to do. So it's a trip for two, hotel, match tickets, all of this stuff like that to go and see Bayern Munich play. So that's the grand prize. There are also secondary prizes which is a kit of your team's, of your choice. So if you came in on the second prize, Dan, you get you get a kit for free. So I can get that Petrcheck Arsenal kit I've been dying to well, get? <laughs> I really say that on the podcast. <laughs> um, you know, so that's that. But more importantly, when you go on, because to, to, it's a sweepstakes, when you go on, you have to pick your team. And they're running a contest between Bayern supporters, Arsenal supporters,
to anybody with an email address. So, you know, if you have a family of five and you only use one email, you only get one vote. But if those kids have got email, those kids can go on and vote. And evidently, I guess, I think they're working. Yeah, really. And you know that they're dying to win their uh they're dying to win those social media contests, so we better get on it. Well, and you gotta remember this is limited to only US supporters. No, okay. I Yep. <clears throat> US supporters, you, you have to put your name and address and everything else like that in. And you have and you register via your email address. So you have to have an email address. I'm being very specific about saying this a few times. You have to enter via your email address. Dan, do you get what I'm saying? I got it. I think so. Okay. I need a username. I need to sign up with a username on the website and then I'm good. Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. You may have more than one email address. Okay? Yep. So I want to see us just smoke them. I just want to see us smoke them. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I think having One World Sports doing that for us, giving us a free preview of the channel, they tell me they're getting very, very close to uh, signing up DirecTV. So we're hoping that that happens soon. Um, for those of you that have One World Sports, they're going to be streaming it off their website soon. So there's a lot of really cool things that are happening over at One World Sports, but uh, we want to definitely take advantage of this contest. We want to win it for ourselves, but more importantly, we want to win it for our club. So, you got it? Got Dan, it. Get, get behind it. You're going to be talking about it? Yep. I'll be posting. And I need everybody with Twitter accounts, everybody with... Facebook pages to be putting this up there. All of the chapter heads have the information. They're all ready to go. It's going to kick off on Thursday. I'll be looking out for it. Okay. And then retweet it. Yep. Okay. I think that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that, that'll be cool. I, I can't wait till they get that on DirecTV. Oh, I know. Dan, I, I mean, I wish Jonathan was on the call. We could watching the cricket. Yeah. And if they could stream with my direct TV, oh my God. I'd be so happy. Well that's even what I miss about even when we had when it was on Fox Soccer and we got Fox Soccer and we got Sky Sports News, I could at least keep up with the cricket and rugby and all and everything else. Now it's now it's hard. Now it's all just articles I read yeah. online. So And you know, I love the guys over at One World Sports. They're so great. They're so they're going to be running our ad again for us um, sometime through the month of, of October. Um, I'm just really, really excited about it. Um, they are such great partners, and, you know, they're so...
supporter content, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you can watch the our league hockey, you know, I guess the Russian hockey league, for those of you that are into hockey. And, of course, I mean, they have the weirdest combination of sports on their channel, but it is just so much fun. Yeah. And it, it kind of reminds me of when Fox Sports was young, you uh-huh. know? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it really does. It really does. So, um, you know, take a look uh, and and look out for that because we'll be talking about the free preview on the 10th and the 11th and, um, and the contest. GT, you do not need to talk on the podcast. Come on. JT. JT's sad. I'm not playing, Mom. Maybe we can put put JT in at center back, and he'll talk there. Yeah, he might. <laughs> he, he just might. So, anyways, so that's what's going on with that. Are we Are we ready for some picks? Um, do you want the other news? Oh, yeah, more news. I love news. Okay. Um, many of you, hopefully, or some of you may have heard of a writer by the name of John King. John King wrote probably the most epic football book that's been written in the last, that I even know of, okay, called Football Factory. Now, I know many of you have probably seen the film rather than read the book, and they are not the same. Um, But the book is absolutely amazing. It is, it is one of those classics of terrorist culture, culture of um, culture in England during that time, the idea of what it means to have a passion for something that is, is you know, it, there, he's, just a, he's just a really great writer. He's one of the best contemporary writers out there right now. So... Um, John King has finally found and gotten a new U.S. publisher. And this U.S. publisher is going to be releasing Football Factory and Human Punk. One of his, I mean, John's written more than one book. right to your door, and you can partake of that. Um, I can't talk enough about John or his books. I think they should be required reading for any football supporter. Um, He is Chelsea also, by the way, in case you didn't know that. Um, John is a die-hard Chelsea supporter, has been for many, many, many years. So it does have a Chelsea bend to some of a lot of his stories, but I think that um, you know if if you if you want, if you need a novel to read on that plane or in the subway or uh, you know on your lunch hour or if you read like I do before you go to bed, this is the book that you should be reading. It should be like I said, require reading for all for all football supporters. 
So um, hopefully next week we'll have a lot more information on it. We'll get the information on how to get it to you um, on the discount as soon as we get it from the publisher. But they have assured us that we will be getting a 20% discount discount off the cover price of the book. And that will run before the published date. So you'll actually get a chance to get it before it's available in your bookstores. I'm looking Dan, forward to, you there? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be yeah, cool. Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. I mean, that book has been touted not just by football people, but just as a classic of British culture in that time zone. So if you're into punk music, if you're into football, which I'm sure you are if you're listening to Chelsea American Podcast, if you're into Chelsea, if you want to find out a bit more about the those you know, bad old days, as they say, um, and read something that is really literary, literarily well worth the read, I urge you, I urge you strongly to get a copy of John King's Football Factory and, um, and, and do that after we get the discount because, hey, we're going to get a discount on it, so that's pretty awesome. Perfect. And it is a paperback, by the way. I like paperbacks. Yeah, I do. I like hardcover books, too. But for novels, I prefer paperbacks because then I can just squish them in my luggage. Yeah. Take them wherever. I mean, I can tell you that when it first came out, um, I got introduced to it and I read it. It was like, it was what everybody was reading at the time. So, and everybody... Everybody in England I know has read it, so you know it is it is that book that you should definitely definitely read. It's got very poignant moments in it. It's got hysterical mo- moments in it. Um, you just, I mean, Dan, have you ever seen the movie? Um, I don't think I have. I, I I don't think I have. I know we talked about it before. You said some people have watched the film, and I don't think I've ever even watched it. I know. I know I've been looking for for movies to watch that were, you know, football related. So I'll definitely, I definitely want to read the book first, though. I would say definitely read the book first. But Mark has a completely different style. John is a literary writer. You know, he just happens to be a, a football supporter. That's all. Yeah. He's a he's a writer's writer. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't. Just a quick thing. On, I don't know if you ever read Fever Pitch, but I yep. I enjoyed that one, even though it's Arsenal, but. That's yep. a good one. I've seen that movie too. Yeah, the and old I would say that I think John King's book is way better than Fever Pitch. Oh, really? And I actually, because that's Nick Cave, isn't it? Nick, uh, Nick Hornby. Yeah, Nick Hornby. Um, yeah, and it's. I think I think 
John's writing is it's much more poignant than what Courtney wrote. And there is a deeper subcontext to football okay. factor. Yeah. Where there isn't a deeper pitch. It's just about being a good Yeah. <laughs> well then I'm definitely looking forward to forward to that one. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it So on top of that we're trying to get John on the podcast. And he's agreed to it if I can just figure out if he's got Skype or not. So um, uh, so we're gonna be hopefully having John on the podcast uh, so that you know, you can send in your questions um, and and different things like that. So, there you have it. There we go. I mean, I don't know what classes you teach or what grades you teach, Dan, but, you know, I think uh, for, for senior high school students, I think the language is pretty raw, don't get me wrong, um, but it's one of those books that I can see being a required reading in a, in a senior advanced English class. Yeah. I really do. I mean, it is, it's almost like it's a, it's kind of like it's a catcher in the rye for this, for this age, you know, uh -huh. for this culture. I mean, it's, it's really good. I think you'll really like it. Yeah. Well, I'll look forward to it. I teach elementary phys ed, so I'm not sure if, if it's quite up to their, their reading level no. yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an elementary school book. It's definitely a high school, college book. But if you really want to know what the culture was like in England during the 80s, um, you know, what, what the street scene was about, the politics was about, you know, everything everything that has to do about England in the 80s, this is a, this is a seriously awesome book. And, um, and it, I, I don't, have you ever read Train Spotting or seen the movie Train Spotting? Um, I remember I, we had, I had to read it for something. We, I, it was like a choice read, but I never finished it. Okay. Did you ever see the movie? No. Jeez, Dan. Yeah, it just it just is incredible, um, but it's very much a contemporary novel. You know, it's not going to take you back to the 1700s or yeah. you know, it, and it's definitely not a, a a sissy book. It's not a sissy book, you know, so to speak. <laughs> it's pretty straight. It's pretty straight that book. Nice. Okay. Yep. So we're our, with that, uh, we did go over 1,600 members from Chelsea, America. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There we go. Um, so our next hurdle is 1,650. Just remember that you only have it until mid-December to get your membership. So, um, you know, you want to do that. Um, I can't promise. I don't think the boys will be over this season. Um but again, that's a reminder that the only way, if they do come over, the only people that we can get tickets for are our members from this season previous. So if they come over for a preseason or a postseason or a preseason tournament um, this coming spring, summer, the only tickets we will sell are to members from this season. 
thought. And not only that, wouldn't you want to be part of us? We were lucky. Yeah, exactly. I love well, my membership. Or if huh? you just or if you just want to go to Vegas. Yeah. It pays for itself, so Oh, there's so many ways. I mean I have to tell you, you know, I ate twice I ate twice at uh, Chimera's on Saturday. And I paid for my membership. You know? Mm hmm Chimera gives us fifty percent off food. And then I ate today and I got another fifty percent off food. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> my membership's paid for itself about a hundred ways for Sunday. Yeah. Okay, so you want to do kicks now. Yes. And I don't know if you want to play my little game, but I did set up kind of like the other week when we had the uh, original names of teams. I have them. Uh, I have them listed by their roads that the stadiums are located on. Where did you put that? I did a little work today. <laughs> it didn't take me too long. It's not on your, your thing. I have it here. Yeah, let's let's see let's see what we're at. Okay, so over the weekend, um, Eddie got two, Charles got three, and Jonathan and I got four. Dan didn't play. No, I played. Who'd you send it to? Eddie, he's got them. Well, he hasn't updated it. Okay, well he's got mine, so. Did he send you better you better tweet him and tell him to put it up. Okay. I mean, I got yours from today. Did did you tweet him or did you email? I him? I tweeted him like Saturday morning a minute before the game started. <laughs> with my Well, picks. if you can find that tweet and retweet me, I'll okay. do it. I'll do it while we do everything. Okay. Um and then out of the eight games so far in the Champions League, Eddie's on three, Jonathan's on five. Uh, Dan's on four, I'm on three, and Charles is on three. And I that was for what? Huh? And what was that for? The first eight games of the championship. Okay. I'm the only one that got Olympiacos. Nobody got Bate. Yeah, I doubt that. Um, I'm the only one that wouldn't pick, Bar pick Barcelona. Um, Eddie was the only person that didn't pick Bayern. We all picked Chelsea. Um, oh, great. There it is. Um, let's see. Everybody, ex oh, let's see. Jonathan and, and Charles got Valencia over Lyon. I'm the only one that didn't pick Maccabi, and Charles was the only one that picked a draw for Ghent. Dude, okay. it just says TX-Blue. Oh wait, that that's the wrong one anyways. I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll find it for you. That's the okay. wrong one. So there we have um I mean I don't know about you guys, but how shocked were you about the Bate Roma game? No, I was I couldn't believe it. I was listening and 
they kind of had I wasn't watching the scores and they said on the on the commentary and it's Bate's up 3-0 on Roma and I'm like what that I must know. be some kind of typo or, or something yeah and even even for Leverkusen to go up for most of the match against Barca but Barca got hammered this weekend yeah jeez weeks okay let's do this all right are you ready? Yeah. Okay. You're going to see how shit I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. White Horse Lane versus New Lane. Versus Stanley, Stanley Matthews Way. Well, the last one, it, that's got to be Man U, isn't it? Nope. Really? I mean, Stan Matthews played for Man U. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Aston Villa versus Stoke City. You'll, you'll, know, you'll know Manchester United when it comes. Okay. I am gonna go with Stoke. Um, I'm gonna go with the draw. Okay. All right, Dean Court versus Vicarage Road. See, and I've been to Vicarage Road. I know <laughs> I have, and I cannot imagine. Um, Vicarage Road. Oh. Is that, is Vicarage Road, is that Pikey's? No, it's not. No. See, I'm crap. <laughs> Bournemouth crap. versus Watford. Oh. Okay, I'm going for a draw. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw. I know Bournemouth just lost their, their striker that's been doing so well this year. All right. Eddie had campus versus strawberry place. <laughs> Arsenal <laughs> versus strawberry place. Yep. Strawberry? <laughs> yeah. How stupid. I don't know. It's actually city, Man City versus Newcastle. You know what? I'm going for... Oh, wait a minute. They're at home. Shit. Okay, I'm going to go with City. I'm going to go with City, too. Jesus Christ. Strawberry. <laughs> Give me strawberry. All right, ready? Caro Road versus... See, I know these because <laughs> I hear them. Yeah. I don't place them with the place that they go to. Kara Road versus Filbert Way.
Swansea? No, that's that would have been my first guess too. It's Sunderland. Sunderland at or Sunderland at home to West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, West Ham. All right. Fulham Road versus Britannia Road. Well, that's Chelsea <laughs> versus, because I know this, Southampton. There you go. I'll take Chelsea. I, I, you better, or I'm going to yeah. slap <laughs> All right. Goodison Road versus Anfield Road. Well, that's Everton versus Liverpool. Yep. I'm going, I, I think I'm going to go with a draw. <sighs> it's a derby. I know. I'm going to go with Everton. All right. Drayton Park versus Matt Busby Way. Okay, that's Man U. <laughs> there you go. This one surprised me. I, I I was, I was I wasn't sure if it was correct, but I had to. I looked it up. I looked up, um, a map, and there's really no, the the actual stadium doesn't have a road attached to the address, which is kind of what makes it tricky. But it's the nearest main road. And that's got to be West Brom. It's Arsenal. Really? Yeah, I looked at I I, I wasn't too sure if, if that would be correct or not, but their their actual club address doesn't have a road. It's this called seven. Well, they do. It's they have Highbury House and then it says seventy five Drayton Park, and that's the road. That would be it. Okay. And where'd it go? Last one would be... Wait a minute. Who did you pick on that one? Oh, yeah. I need to pick somebody. Um, I'm going to have to go Manu. I'm going with a draw. All right. Last one is Neath Road versus High Road. I'm going to go Swansea as well. Okay, hold on. I'm still trying to make sure I've got a thought here. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm trying to figure out what you did from last week. You got one, you got two, you got three, you got four. 
So there you go, Dan. You got four. four. All right, there we go. And I know the Tottenham one seems confusing. You'd think White Hart Lane because that's what leads up to the stadium, but the address of the club is High Road, <laughs> Yeah, which is high. which is the, the cross street of um, White Hart Lane. Well, see, you learn every you learn something new every day. Oops. See, I could have done this. Okay, sneeze next. Unless we forgot one. Oh, we did. Um, hold on a minute. Lester. Okay, Stoke versus Villa, you picked the draw, right? Is that this week? Yeah. Yes. Because okay. I, I was trying to do three things at one time, so I may have gotten this all confused, and I'm missing one. Villa Stoke draw, Bournemouth Watford draw, Man City, uh, Newcastle City, Norwich at Leicester, and Leicester with Leicester, Sunderland at West, or Sunderland at home to West Ham, Pikes, Chelsea at home to Southampton, Chelsea, Everton at home to Liverpool, you picked Everton, Arsenal at home to Man U, you picked Man U, and Swansea at home to Tottenham, you picked Swansea. Yep. 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 And there's no midweek game because, because why? Because why? We're in another friggin' international. <sighs> well, that'll be great. Let's just hope that there aren't any injuries. Other than to FIFA. Yeah. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. I think that's it, don't you? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Well, with that, I'm going to take us out. Um, 
gosh, it's early. That's good. I can get some more knitting then. I have a baby blanket to do. Christmas cards to make. And data to audit. And all kinds of crap. Okay, so, um, first and foremost, we want to thank CFC UK USA. Your Chelsea fanzine delivered right here in the United States to your door. Just $3 an issue. That's $36 by our lovely Mr. Dan Lumber. So, um, if you are a Chelsea supporter, if you really, really, really want to know what's going on, and you know, now's a really good time to kind of, I think it's a really good time to listen to what other supporters say, then you definitely want to get the fancy. It's a must have. So do yourself a favor, send an email to cfcukusa at gmail.com and Dan will give you all the directions. We also want to thank our lovely friends over at One World Sports. I'm looking so forward to to um, Socktober, and I'm gonna. If, I swear, I'm gonna be asking everybody. Have you Have you done Have you signed up for this sweepstakes? Because I want to beat the Gooners. Okay. Uh, we also want to thank Eight by Eight Magazine, your magazine for the beautiful game, your magazine for now for the beautiful game. It's not your father's work. CFC fan at, no, to PayPal at ChelseaInAmerica.com. All the money goes to the CPO, and we will I will draw a winner before I leave Franklin so that I can take the money with me to the CPO. So do it. Dan, where's your 10 bucks? I know you're not a shareholder, <laughs> and it's important. Um, and we also want to thank the CST. What a lovely group of people, um, you know, for taking care of all of us, for standing up for all of us, for being our voices. The CST is important because it's a coalition of, of supporters, and you double that effort by being a shareholder as well. So do both. There you have it. That brings to the end this edition of the Chelsea American Podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. Please, please, please send us messages at CIA underscore podcast on Twitter. Also look for the Chelsea American Podcast on Facebook. You can also email Eddie at podcast at chelseaamerica.com. Do it. This is your podcast. We want to hear from you. With that said, my fingers are crossed for Southampton. I believe, I believe, I do believe that we are going to win that match against Southampton. And thank God it's not there because I would have never remembered what street it is. Because you never need to find a street because you can always see the stadium. So <laughs> with that, we bid you a fond farewell. Until the next time, there may not be a podcast next week because... It's an international break, but we might do it because it's October. So until then, take care. Remember, win or lose, up the blues, carefree. Up the gels. Up the gels. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.